folks. The Field and Garden Podcast is honored to be partnering with the Growing for Market magazine. They have been publishing practical ideas and information for direct market flower and vegetable growers for over 31 years. All the articles are written by farmers who get their hands dirty and know what they're doing. The magazine is still on the same mission as when the Flower Farmer book author Lynn Bozinski founded this magazine back in 1992 to connect growers with the best ideas from other growers. There is dedicated flower content in every magazine, a decade's worth of back issues and over 1,600 archived articles from writers like Aaron Benzenkang, Gretel Adams, Pamela and Frank Arnowski, and Jonathan and Megan Lease, all available on the website. With 10 new issues every year available on paper, digital, or both, you're guaranteed to find something to fine-tune your farm and growing for market. So if you do farmer's markets, CSA, farm stands, pick your own florist sales, or wholesaling, whether you're a commercial grower or you just want to grow like one, subscribe to Growing for Market for the nitty-gritty details of growing, marketing, and the business of local farming. And I have a special offer for you. Use the coupon code WORKSHOP to get 25% off any subscription to the original Farmer to Farmer magazine at growingformarket.com. Hey friends, welcome back to another Field and Garden podcast. It is your friend Lisa Mason Ziegler and I am really pleased that you decided to hit the play button because friends, I know you have a lot of choices and I just appreciate you coming here and spending a little bit of time for me and what a topic today. So this literally was a just hit me between the eyes as I was sitting here this morning sipping my coffee with Tucker as you know, we're preparing for the day and um, if you follow along with me, you may know that, you know, the way I do podcasts is I typically record them really early in the morning. Um, Steve's gone to work and before I start my work day and I hadn't really planned on doing a podcast this morning, but I sat down and when I looked over on my table that has my current book pile on it, a book just jumped right out at me that um, I knew that I wasn't really going to read it when I got it, but I wanted to have it on my shelf for the future. And I thought, you know, what a great story to tell about this book and the book title, seer the series this book is a part of, and the niche. And friends, the name of this episode is Flower Farming for Dummies. And I personally have found that that series of books, which I'm sure many of you've probably seen them because there are endless books with dummies in the name that I will assume are all published by the same person. Um, I always thought it was very derogatory. I thought it was very insulting. Um, I don't know what I thought, but I didn't like the name. So, I, you know, there's 
um, computers for dummies, auto repair for dummies, selling real estate for dummies, wine for dummies, mutual funds for dummies, golf for dummies, hockey for dummies. I mean, there is, when I looked this up earlier, I mean, there is like an endless list of these books for dummies, which only says, friends, that obviously this marketing niche was a huge success. And that's the part I want to talk about. I want to talk um, about that a little bit more and how I feel about flower farming for this. And so the way that I came to have this book for dummies was I was having um, an occasion to speak to one of my mentors, a business associate, and um, our conversation was all over the place because we have known each other for a really long time and I have so much admiration for them. And I always am like trying to pick their brain about what led you to do this and how did you do that? And so the the conversation turned to that they had done something that not many people do successfully, friends, and that is sell their business. A lot of people can sell their business, but they don't always get paid for it. And that's a whole other conversation. Um, you know, I'm a member of a big entrepreneurial family and we have a big pool of business friends. And oftentimes you build this amazing business, but when you go to retire, if you're smart enough to figure out how to do that, you sell it and, you know, nobody has the money just to pay you for it. They have to pay for it over time, typically, and they run it in the ground and you never get paid for it. I mean, I have so many friends that has happened to. They've lost their life's work and never got paid for it, right? Well, this person, that was not the case. And I said, so you know, you sold your business, your lifelong work successfully. I mean, they're like years out from having done it and they've actually been paid for their business. So I said, you know, how did you do that? What was, you know, what led to that? How, um, you know, just give me some, some guidelines here of what you did, because it's not one of those things you just wake up and do one day. I'm sure that was a process that you go through for years as you lead up to that. And one of the resources that they shared with me was the book, Selling Your Business for Dummies. And I was so surprised, y'all. I was so surprised. So I thought, huh, well, you better believe as soon as I got off the horn with them, I ordered that book. I knew I wasn't going to probably read it right away, but I thought that's a book I want to have on my shelf for when that day comes. You know, I just love books and dishes, y'all. Those are my things. Um, so I got the book and I skimmed it. You know, a lot of times you can read the table of contents, get a good idea what a book's, you know, all about. And um, the conclusion that I came to scanning that book and thinking not so much about selling my business, but about what made this series of books so blooming successful. I mean, there's internet for dummies. I mean, dog ownership. I'm pretty sure there's, you know, how to make a pair of shoes 
for dummies. You know, there's a book for everything. And the conclusion that I came to is that these books are all based on the same simple thing. The basic foundation steps are outlined on whatever the topic is without all the shiny objects. It's like where the rubber meets the road, right? It's where their intention, I'm not saying all the books are great because I have no idea, but that's the intention of the books. It's like they wanted to communicate that if you want to learn how to do X, here it is. Here it is in the book. And that's what this series of books is all about. And so then I thought to myself, so, you know, my initial response was that I was very, I don't want to say I was insulted by dummies, but I just felt like it was very derogatory, that it was very, you know, belittling, I guess. Um, But apparently I am in the minority on that because they wouldn't be publishing all these books if they weren't selling like hotcakes which says that we all think they're addressing our thoughts that we think to ourselves about, let's just say if you want to learn how to golf, that you just don't think you can do it, that you're too dumb to do it, or you would never be able to achieve that. And that's what these books are, regardless of what's in the book. It just makes you feel like, oh my gosh, if a dummy can do it, I can do it, right? And I just, this light bulb moment kind of went on for me about that. And, you know, we think to ourselves when we see, you know, selling your business for dummies, oh, I can get the actual foundation steps to how to do that is was was my thought now because I now know somebody that used this book, right? So there were other books too. I just want to say that for the record. I'm not saying that this is the only book you need. Um, I'm just saying that really opened a door for me. So I thought as I looked at that book this morning trying to decide what I was going to do here, I thought, you know, flower farming for dummies surely is a topic that could be discussed. And (laughs) my mind just kind of went wild because, friends, what I want to tell you is that um, I do realize that my style of teaching and instructing is, in fact, flat for dummies because I do feel like I am a dummy Um, meaning I need, just give me the black and white guideline rules of how to do something and I'll do it. I don't want all the fluff and smoke and fog. Um, Just give me the bottom line. And, you know, I realized that back when I was doing all these conferences and talks and programs and particularly, um, I mean, I traveled all over doing big garden clubs and master gardener groups and, um, state conferences and all such things as that, um, you know, I can remember that was part of my talk was, you know, when I learned how to seed start from Elliot Coleman, it's like I thought I had found the dream. It's like he gave you the black and white rules of how to do it. And I did it 
just take away all the smoke. No, no question marks were left. And that's what these books, the, the For Dummies books are about. And friends, I am here to tell you, that's what my flower farming school is. It, I mean, it could literally be named Flower Farming for Dummies, but I would never, ever name it that just because I would, I feel like that's a little insulting to people. But this whole process that's been going on here this morning with me is that, in fact, is what um, my course is about. And I also realize that there is a vast number of people who were like me feeling about that title on books that I would never have picked one up. And, you know, we all get sucked in and bypass the basic foundations of everything we want to learn how to do. Whether, you know, I mean, we all want to get skinny without doing the diet, right? Or we all want to, you know, have firm abs without doing the sit-ups. Um, we all want, you know, to paint our room and make it look beautiful without doing all the prep work. We all go straight to the shiny objects. And I feel like that is such the case in flower farming, and which is what led me down the road to do flower farming school online, right? And I mean, literally, I did not make this out to be uh, um, as I have been accused of before an infomercial for my courses. Um, but friends, it is the truth that not everybody, my courses aren't for everybody. My course is not for everybody. It's for those people that really want to have where they want their, where the rubber meets the pavement. They want, I want to, that's what I wanted to communicate um, to folks. There are those people that want to go straight to the shiny objects, go in high risk, have a high risk of never doing it again next year because they failed horribly. Um, which is what we see happening at such a high rate um, in this industry. People get in, spend a lot of money, invest a lot of time, tears, blood, sweat, their family um, time, and then it just doesn't work out because the other, you know, the other two-thirds of the pie are missing, right? So most of us just never make it to the other side. And so I was going to just list what I feel like are the 411 on flower farmer flower farming for dummies and this is in fact the outline or the 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 um table of contents basically the overall table of contents for my course because these are the foundational steps they are not glamorous they will build your confidence they will take away your fears. They will help you move forward because they teach you how to think for yourself and how to make decisions, not to copy other people's decisions, how to figure out your own road. And it's the high road, y'all. It's the harder road. Sometimes you have to make decisions as a business person that is not the favorable or the popular or, you know, the funnest way it appears. But I'll tell you now, 25 years in, I'm having a lot of fun now because I put the groundwork in. And that's what I want to list for you this morning. 
is the six, um, what are we going to call them? The six flower farming for dummies steps that I feel like are paramount to just help you zip from beginner to doing it and doing it successfully. So here they are. Number one, you have to learn how to start a professional business and more importantly, how to sustain it. And, you know, I can remember when I made that number one, um, I was so afraid that people would just be discouraged from the first part of the course. But in fact, it liberated so many people because we've learned that is the biggest challenge. That's the part we put off the most because we don't know about it. And I didn't either. Um, and so what I mean by this is, friends, you have to learn about that old ooky word, sales tax. You have to learn about what kind of license do you need? Do you need insurance? Well, you do, friends. Not if you don't want to risk your home and life because um, people are crazy. And there's just this long list. And how do you make time in your life? Um, some of us just don't realize, as I don't, and I have to do the exercises that are in this first number one over and over again throughout my life to constantly edit what I do every day because I get to wasting time during my business day and not taking care of the really important things that make a difference. Um, so number one is learning how to start a professional business and guide you how to figure that out wherever you are and then how to go on to sustain the business. Um, and that's another part that people just really, really miss out on. So number one, that was my theory was to eat the ugly frog first, right? Get that done. I will tell you that I probably have received more messaging from students um, about this area than any other, about how liberating, how relieved they were. I mean, naming your business, you know, we talk about that, things you should consider, the font you use on your business cards. I mean, things that you spend so much gut-wrenching time figuring out that it really isn't that difficult, y'all. And there are some really guiding principles that you should follow. All right, number one, that was number one. Number two, learning how to build and manage a working, buzzword, y'all, working cutting garden. Huge difference. We talk about this often, taking your gardener glasses off and putting your farmer business glasses on. No one was more surprised than me going from a big-time gardener. I mean, we had big vegetable gardens. Um, so I, I was doing a lot of work. You know, I was spending a lot of time gardening. But I the, the, the learning curve of how to do it commercially, which is learning how to do it the most efficiently, the most cost-effective, and growing what sells. Those are the three key things. And it is 180 degrees difference than gardening. Um, so you got to learn that step. We have a lot of people that spend a lot of time spinning their wheels trying to garden in a big way to sell flowers where they just haven't stepped across the other side of the fence. They aren't doing it commercially, meaning they aren't following commercial guidelines. I can remember um, another one of those lines that I used to say when I was doing conferences. It was so eye-opening for me. Um, so when I 
married Steve. I was barely a gardener. started gardening. Um, then I went and took the Master Gardener course. I read, back then we barely had the internet, y'all. It was like 1996, 97, 98 is when all this was happening. I read every book. Every, I had every magazine. I had a friend that was much older than me that gave me like 30 years worth of gardening magazines she had in a back room. I brought them all home and let, looked through every one of them. That's what I did at night. Um, crazy. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Anyway, I felt like I was a pretty well-versed. I had no formal education, but I was a pretty well-versed gardener. When I started flower farming and went to my first uh, Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers conference, which I don't even remember what year that was, I walked around with my mouth open the entire time. It's like, why did we not know about this as a gardener? Why did we not know about that? Just the methods and the things and the products and the way that they were doing stuff. It's like, holy cow, that's what actually led me to launch the gardener's workshop into what it is today. There's there's this huge gap between gardeners and farmers. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation, right? So you have to make that leap because that's what's going to save your butt and make you be able to produce at a higher level without killing yourself. Um, so number two is learning how to build and manage a working cutting garden. Number three is paramount. Up until now, you're just somebody growing a lot of flowers. You're not a commercial grower yet. You're not a flower farmer because you have to learn how to sell your flowers. Until you're selling, you haven't also made that leap. And we talk about finding customers, caring for customers, how to be a professional. You have to know all these things, friends. I read things on social media that make me cringe in my seat. It's like, oh my gosh, you are so going to not make it. <laughs> or if you do, it'll be a blooming miracle because you're taking such bullets over the way you're doing things. Um, Y'all, there is definitely simpler ways to do things and in a more professional because if there is one message that I could say to sum up a lot of it is that when you go into business, nothing is any longer personal. It is business. You have to take your emotions off your forearm and put your body armor on and think clear, keep your voice steady, and don't react. I have a rule now that, um, first off, um, I don't reply to anything that might, something that wasn't what I thought it should be, <laughs> we'll say. For 24 hours and I don't reply to a lot of stuff. I mean, I have a lot of help now that helps me with a lot of that. I mean, customer rep service, peop, a person that um, helps me with some of that. Um, but you have to learn that this is not about you. This is about business. And this is where I'll also say, just like we don't grow the flowers we necessarily love, I grew the flowers that sold every week, week after week, which I love them just as much, turns out, right? So you have to learn. You have to learn how to find customers, take care of customers, um, the, everything about the whole, and what kind of customers are possible. I'm not going to tell you where to go look exactly. I am going to tell you the possibilities and help guide you. All right, so that was number three. Number four is to learn what to grow. And we're not talking about um, what I call high-risk crops. We're talking about low-investment, high-return crops 
that are going to teach you how to farm that if you screw it up, which you will over and over for several years, you don't bank, you're not losing the bank on it, right? And they're the ones that customers will buy every single week if you go about it correctly. Because y'all, guess what? I'm still growing and selling those very same things. Well, last year is my last year of selling, but for 24 years, I sold those same crops over and over and over again to the very same people. So I never progressed for a lot of other reasons, Um, but I found that I've proven that it can be done. So you have to learn what to grow because I will tell you 99% of people go straight for the shinies. They go straight for the tulips, straight for the ranunculus and anemones, which are all wonderful crops to grow. But I surely hope you have somewhere to sell them and you know how to grow them and you know how to hold them and you know how to condition them because you're going to invest a lot of money to get them in the ground. That's all I'm saying about that. Number five, this is a huge one, learning how to start seeds. If you really want to make money, you've got to learn how to start from seeds commercially, large scale. You do not have to have a greener hoop house. I still don't have a greener hoop house. Um, I'm in the middle of the city, which really limits me, and I am so happy today to tell you that I figured it out. We, during the high production years, meaning when we were producing ten to 15,000 stems of flowers a week, from my little urban flower farm here with no more than an acre and a half in production at any time, and a third of that is what we were cutting from at any given time, um, we never had hoops and greenhouses. We were producing um, 100,000 seedlings a year throughout the seasons with a 10 by 10 grow room. And before that, I was doing it in my bungalow house and basement. Um, So friends, it can be done. And it's the key. Once you figure it out, you'll teach somebody how to do it for you. And you don't even have to seed start anymore. That's the case for me. So that's number five. You've got to learn, better known as chapter five on the course. Number six, How do you harvest these flowers? When do you harvest them? And how do you condition them? Packaging them, making market bouquets. How do you package them for your customer that you're selling to, whether it's a florist, a designer, going to market, going to supermarkets, all of that. They all start in the same place, cutting them at the proper stage um, and handling them properly until they get to the end customer. Friends, this is not a glamorous list, but it is flower farming for dummies is what I'll call it. But what I called it is flower farming school online, the basics. Um, It may not jump off the page at you. It's not going to woo-woo you. It's not going to woo you with dreamy video. It's the basic foundation steps of starting a flower farming business. And as I look back, I realize I haven't even taken a sip of coffee, y'all. You know, once I start yakety-yakking, I'll say this and then I'm going to wrap this up. You know, Suzanne, uh, my sister, is the one that does the editing of all of our videos and stuff. And if she hasn't said this a gazillion times, she said it at least once. Lisa, you have to take a breath. I need a space to edit. (laughs) So I just start, I mean, my heart starts coming out my mouth, y'all. And, um, you know, I just um, feel so passionately about this. 
And I know that there are folks that can do this in a way where they can figure it all out and go and research and read every book and watch every video and watch every YouTube. But I also know there are people out there that want to skip what I see when I look back over my last 24 years. And I see how deep and wide I screwed up, how much as I was coming along through this journey that I have had that, oh my gosh, how much money, time, tears. I can remember literally laying in my bedroom floor crying um, over the disaster I had created over, oh my gosh, there could be a whole book on that, right? I mean, money spent that I screwed up. Lily programs, de- I mean, doing things that I shouldn't have done, and then the disaster that could have been very well forecasted, which I see very clearly now. Um, and if I am so grateful that I had a husband, that I didn't have to put the bread on the table at my house, and so when I had those times that things were not going the way they should have, that I was able to be supported. Um, emotionally, financially, and pick me up and, you know, brush me off and push me back out the back door to go do it again. Um, You know, not everybody has all those. I mean, it was a given. I mean, I really feel led that I'm where I'm supposed to be, y'all, you know, not to go deep on that. But um, I know that we lose so many potential good professional cut flower growers because they don't make it through the weeds. It is so obvious to me now. Um, but it could be really different if we are just handed, if there was a book, Flower Farming for Dummies. But there is a book, as I've kind of outlined for you. It's called Flower Farming School Online. And I y'all did not put all this together until I really started talking to you all here this morning. Um, but... You know, most, I just want to help folks and I appreciate all the support we get from people, but I also want to say I'm not for everybody and everybody has different styles. That's why friends, they make Fords, Chevys, Dodges, BMWs, Mercedes, Audis, all of the different brands of cars, friends, because we all need a car, but we need different brands and you just have to find your path. And I know that my clear, simple way is not for everybody, but I think that the Dummies book series is saying that perhaps my marketing of me is where we fell off. So who knows? All right, friends. Thanks for listening to me just kind of muse over things here this morning. And remember that if you want to learn more about me or the work that we're doing at the Gardener's Workshop, head on over to thegardenersworkshop.com, which, friends, is basically a result of my last 24 years. Started out as a small urban flower farm. I started teaching gardening, which led me to start selling the same tools, seeds, and supplies that I use only, and then led to writing blogs, which led to um, writing books, which led to online courses, which led to this amazing 
platform at the Gardener's Workshop where you can find it all, my podcast, social media, and now the latest thing we have added, we now have a, the Gardener's Workshop has a phone app. Um, you can search your app store, Gardener's Workshop Live Shop, and I do live, basically live shopping shows just like QVC, basically, but it's for our stuff. It's giving you the additional 411 which is so helpful to people, along with special offers. We introduce new products through that platform. It's totally separate from our website. It's a, a standalone um, piece of the Gardener's Workshop. And currently, I'm going live on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern time, and we have special offers that are only good for a little less than 24 hours. So would love for you to download the app and jump on with us. It's broadcasted from the farm, and... We show our harvest, if it's the harvest season, lots of fun stuff. So friends, also be sure to give us a review and share this. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe. Um, and as always, I appreciate your support and I read every word you write about us. Till we meet again, friends. Ciao. So I have another note, short but super sweet and very encouraging that I'd like to share with you. And it is from Beverly and Beverly writes, and she also sent three images, beautiful images from her customer. Thank you, Lisa. I have been having a blast ever since I took your class. My florist posted this image of me carrying in the snaps and irises on her Instagram page. I feel so fortunate to have a florist eight miles from my house who loves local flower growers. Thank you again, Beverly. Friends, it just takes one positive experience like this to really fuel you to find more customers and just to jump in with two feet when you realize that people really want what you have. Thank you, Beverly, for sharing your positive experience. Mm -hmm.